Well, hey everyone, this is Athena and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good because He is faithful and good. Every Wednesday, I'll be chatting with a friend who I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 8.28 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and the other two episodes will include a time for Insider Insights, where I'll answer publishing questions from our listeners. So hey, Let's get started. Welcome to the All Things Podcast today. This is one of those quarterly shows where it is the fifth Wednesday of the month that only happens once every three months. And we are there this month. So I have my writing pals, um, all things Redemption Press, she writes for him, and um, just all the work we get to do together, Cynthia Cavanaugh and Andrea Tomasi here with me today, but we are all in different locations, so I happen to be on the boat because we stayed an extra day. Uh, And it wasn't planned. I thought I was going to be back in my little studio at home. But I am in Tacoma at the Foss Harbor Marina on the boat. That is uh, an amazing part of my story. Cynthia, welcome to the All Things Podcast. Where are you joining us from? Well, I am not anywhere as glamorous as you being on your yacht at the (laughs) Harbor (laughs) Marina. I am sitting, although it's beautiful where I'm sitting, I'm sitting outside on my deck. There is a slight breeze blowing. There are golfers in the distance. I can see Mount Baker from where I'm sitting. I have some iced tea and some snacks, which I won't eat during this podcast, I promise. Thank you. Um, and weren't there some geese flying by a moment ago? Yes, we have lots of wildlife. <laughs> Yesterday I was sitting here and there was an eagle that flew in really close. That is so fun to watch. And I do get a little sunburn now and then if I don't position myself right on the deck. I thought I had a big old hive on my arm yesterday because I had a distinct line. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? And I, and I thought, that is because I sat out on the deck and the sun just hit me right there on my arm. It looked like I had something going on there. So just sunburn. Just a little sunburn. Okay. Well, glad to hear it's not hives. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and Andrea, Andy, Andy, where are you joining us from? I am from sunny, beautiful California in the Northern California in Fremont, sitting in my um, back room, which is kind of like my little sanctuary. I have my feet up on a poof with my favorite blankie and i'm drinking a diet coke well Fun. do you nice. have your mask on do you have your mask I... on 
<laughs> it's in California, oh you gosh. have to wear your mask. California is like diseased right like now. Like even when you're home, you have to wear it when no one's in the house. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, ma- no mask when I'm at home. And you know what? I honestly, it's it's. I haven't left my house unless I absolutely have to. I mean, I'm grubhubbing it. I'm Amazoning it. I'm not because of I you know i'm afraid to get anything but just because it's, it's like, easier i don't it's easier i'm gonna okay. be on i don't want to get ready i don't feel like putting my makeup on i don't feel like driving around if i could just have it you know brought to me then there you go hey i feel you on that in fact Whoa. now <laughs> i think it, amazon has made a fortune on me over the last five months yeah for sure oh me too you know the guy last year was funny because he stopped at my driveway when I was walking to the mailbox and I said, Oh, I don't think I ordered anything. He goes, yeah, right. He says, I'm just so used to stopping here. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, oh. it's funny. So. Well, I mean, it's, it's so, it's so easy because even things like, you know, Oh, I'm out of face wash or whatever. So instead of getting in my car, driving down to the drugstore, it's just like, I'm out of the face wash pad. So I go, I'm just, I'm just order that one thing and it'll be here on Thursday. So yep. I, hey, have awesome. I haven't gone grocery shopping and I don't know how long I just order it and they deliver it. That's right. Look at it as we're giving which job security. We're helping people. We're helping the people keep jobs. Right. Amen. And I always do like a really 20 or 25% tip because I want to be the one they go, Ooh, I want to, I want this one right away. I don't have to wait. (laughs) Right. So I'd rather bless them uh, for their work that they're doing that enables me to not have to get out, put on my mask and go to a store. Right. Yeah. Because you don't want to get mask rash. You know, the end when it's hot like this, you get mask <laughs> rash. I did yesterday. Honestly, I came home. I'm like, what is wrong with my face? I had mask rash. <laughs> okay. Speaking of that, I have a friend who's a flight attendant. And she made a post the other day um, on her Instagram. And she said, can I just be real right now? There are such things as a mask burps. <laughs> a mask what? Burps. Oh, burps. Like... <laughs> oh my goodness that's hilarious you know speaking of flying we're supposed to be i'm packing i'm imaginary packing today because we were all three supposed to be on a plane tomorrow for a favorite conference of ours and where we get to meet all kinds of amazing women who have stories to tell and meet with them and so i'm so sad we're grieving we're grieving we are we are but you know what? Next year, we're hoping uh, a lot of our favorite conferences will be back in person. And in the meantime, we are just taking advantage of all the virtual conferences that we can be part yes. of. And yes. But I do have to say, all of this, we've been kind of lighthearted and joking about it. But, you know, we're going to talk today about writing when you're sad. Because, you know, not only are things so strange and so different and things that we are so used to doing not happening and there's such loss attached to it, let alone any sort of, you know, disappointments, uh, 
struggles in our own personal lives that don't have anything to do with COVID. Um, how do you, I mean, that's what we want to talk about today. How do you write when you're sad? Because, you know, most of us in America, you know, when we're sad, we just go shopping or we go <laughs> or we eat or, or we, we eat or we do anything to avoid the pain. We we self-medicate with these, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're not super like it's not like going out and doing something that's illegal or whatever. But but it it kind of ends up really it doesn't help when we do that. No, unfortunately it, it doesn't i know i it, we should all confess our vices when we're sad and we don't want to do what we're supposed to do <laughs> what do you do hey i i i and, and listen i when i would go on facebook chico's has me figured out their ads pop up all the time <laughs> <laughs> especially when they're having a sale and when they're having a sale that just justifies that okay I, I need some more stuff because I'm I'm on video every day, so uh, that they're on sale, and yeah. I just realized that was sinful. Lord forgive me, and I uh, blocked all of those ads now, so they do not pop up anymore. Because I just had to take some action and go. Okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. Okay, yeah. so are you saying you can't shop online? Is that what you're saying? No. Are you saying all shopping is sinful? No. Okay. Whew. But I I'm am getting nervous saying there. that I would have me... to say we're not friends anymore. If that's yeah, all. really. <laughs> Let's clarify uh, this. We don't want to, like, you know, let people think we, you know, it's sinful to shop. I mean, you no. just said you're supporting Amazon, you well, know, that's true. single-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you all got my point. That was my go-to when yes, I'm sad. Your vice, your vice. Yes, 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 yes. I get that. So I know. Let's see. Well, we have a store down the street from me. It's too close for comfort. It's called. I call it Betty Be Bad. It's really called Betty Be Good, but I call it Betty Be Bad because <laughs> I can't leave that place without coming out with something. And their prices are reasonable. That's why too. So I would say that when I'm sad, the temptation for me you know, to feel better is to go shopping too. I have to be careful of that and kind of check my emotions. And, and if you can't go out, right, or choose not to go out, unfortunately, we can do that online. You know, my iPad is always really handy. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not always a good thing. But it's true. They get they, they are able to track your what you're looking at. And so then those ads do come up. And so I would say, that and chocolate, a little bit too much chocolate. Well, Andy, you want to weigh in on this? <laughs> well, you guys already know the answer for me. Um, it uh, definitely would be shopping for me because it makes me feel better. Um, but, but like you, I have to check my emotions as well. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with being nice to yourself or treating yourself and or anything like that. I don't want anybody to ever think that we shouldn't have nice things or want to do nice things for ourselves. But if, if I have to stop myself and say, okay, I I know that I'm mad right now or something's not fair and I, it's just going to make me feel better. Then it, then what ends up happening is then you have buyer's remorse after the fact. Yes. Right. Um, And then you Mm -hmm. feel bad because you knew, but the thing is, it's like, you knew when you were doing it that you were going to end up feeling that way, but we still do it. Right. So yeah. 
you know, it's just whether it be putting it down, walking away. It's like a little kid, you know, when you, when they, when they um, are doing something they're not supposed to be doing this, the, the new thing is now like not to, to not so much discipline them, but like a little kid, like show them something else, take them away from that thing. Distract and, them. Yeah. Just yeah, right. Show them something else. I think that it's important that we do that. So whether it be go, go grab a book, go sit outside and just read for 20 minutes or put on your shoes, go take your dog for a walk or, you know, just remove yourself from that situation. Or like you said, at the, you know, blocking those things that, you know, are triggers, but um, that would definitely be one thing um, for me. And then the other thing would probably be, um, I was probably say eating just, mm-hmm you know pizza yes pizza oh my gosh pizza is a cure for everything it is I bet you pizza. it probably even cure COVID like it's, it's just... you can't you know if you're going to share a pizza with Andrea I mean she's like a piranha she'll bite your hand off if you try for the last piece try, oh trust stop me. it <laughs> okay trust, and let's talk trust. about Betty okay you guys I hope you guys know we're cousins so this I was is... gonna just say that yeah just... so that we could we could talk to each other like this but let me tell you how much she likes the Betty B good Bad. store Betty B bad <laughs> store is that she took me in there and I was like okay now I see why she loves it but she loves it so much that when her cousin leaves a piece of jewelry there that she bought <laughs> she ends up owning Very it for good. herself and it's been like six months and I still haven't gotten it back yet well you said you just leave it here until you come next time so I've just been wearing it <laughs> <laughs> but then so COVID anyway, happened right and we're yeah, like we're, I'm never gonna come there I know well you know all these things we're talking about these are distractions can be terrible distractions from our writing and when right you know when you know that God's called you to write and you or actually even have a deadline and you know you got to get something down and I I find that it's like something happens to my brain in like short circuits and 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 especially if I'm sad then I just get like squirrel I'm going to do something totally random that has nothing to do with writing because I know what I'm going to have to sit down and write about is sad and it's hard I was uh, writing my book Anchored, which a lot of it, you know, the first part especially was sad. It was the story of, you know, some really hard struggles in our marriage. And and there were some other painful pieces writing in, in the book, too. And I just remember doing anything but wanting to sit down to write because mm-hmm. I knew that I, I had to start telling that story. And so I think for me in that knowing is setting that side of time, that time aside. And yes, if I get distracted for five minutes, kind of giving myself, okay, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes and then I need to get back to it. So that kind of works for me. It's like, or I'll write for a half an hour or do a thousand words or 1500 words or whatever word count I give myself. And then I say, after that 1500 words, I'm going to go have a piece of chocolate or I'm going to look online at, uh, free bird boots or whatever it is, you know, (laughs) or I'm going to, you know, drive down to Starbucks or, you know, just, I think that's what helps me to write when I'm sad or feeling sad. It's because, and deadlines are really good for that because they push you. You, you can't, you can't say you're not going to turn something into a publisher. You, you You could, but it doesn't go well if you don't, if you do. Right. 
So that, you know, writing when you're sad, it's hard because I know we have to sit with our pain and we have to get it out. Like I have um, one gal, I just helped finish her latest book. And she, when she pressed the send button to me for the edits, she said, I feel like I'm sending you a part of myself. Like mm. I've just birthed this baby that just, this took everything out of me because it was her, her story and such a powerful story. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it works for me when you're sad. What do you guys do when you're sad? Like, how do you discipline yourself to get in front of the computer and, and write? Well, I'll jump in there and then Andy, we'll, we'll have you weigh in on this next. Um, I actually have um, been doing a weekly newsletter where I've been processing some struggles, whatever I'm going through that week and whatever challenges that I'm up against I will actually share that. And what I found is that I have to like back up my, when I have to get it done because I have to unpack all of that and all of that, the struggle and the sadness and the emotions that go along and the triggers and everything that goes along with what I'm writing about. I can't just write about it. I have to actually deal with it and unpack it and, and ask God, what are, what are you, what do you want me to see? Which means I can't just like do it on the fly. I have to really think it through and start early so that when I'm finally done with it, it's in time for me to not be throwing it out there at the last minute. Yeah. I mean, you're really good on the fly, Athena. I mean, you're very articulate and you're a great communicator, but I think you brought up a really good point with that too, is that, you know, when we're prepared and we actually sit with it, we sit with our, what we're having to process and work through it makes us a better writer and makes us a better communicator. Yep. Yep. So how about you, Miss Andy? You've been going through this training with Linda Goldfarb, which has been part of our She Writes For Him tribe and has has her training helped you be able to be more effective in that area? Yeah, actually, you know, it was my scheduling. And um, in the beginning, when I took the job um, as um, the director of acquisitions for you, you know, I kind of just made myself available to everybody, anytime, <laughs> anywhere. Mm. I'm here. And I was just noticing that she's like, you know, Andy, you are a totally a night person. That's when you, you know, are most driven. That's when you have the best ideas um, in the, you know, from three o'clock to, you know, two o'clock in the morning kind of thing. So why are you scheduling people at eight and nine o'clock in the morning where? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? Right. Why? Because I felt like I needed to. <laughs> well, because. For in my mind, I you know have to why. make it make sense. Like, yeah, okay, these people sure. are in Florida. It's 11 o'clock to them, you know? So, you know, it, whenever they're available, I just kind of, with the Calendy um, link, you know, they just kind of scheduled it. And I kind of just said eight in the morning to eight at night, whatever you guys want, I'm here. And she's just <laughs> like, you can't do that. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. And so when I changed that all around and then gave myself two days a week where I don't take any, um, any appointments to where I can actually follow up and I can do proposals and I can do things, um, productive things on that day. Um, then it, it's made it so much easier. I feel so much, it's so much better, but also, you know, I can, I, I can throw myself into my work so that I don't have to 
deal with my personal writing and writing what God has asked me to do, right? And I know that that is my sinfulness and that is where I am right now in my life and guilty of because it's like, well, this needs to be done. I need to do this. I need to do that. Well, what I need to do, I know what I need to do is I need to schedule the time off to where this is what all I do is write. And it could be an hour a day or it could be, you know, an, uh, you know, two hours every other day, however I want to schedule it. But, you know, for me right now, with everything going on in my life, there's been so much loss in the last year that it's just like, you know, we talked before we jumped on here today. It's just, I'm just sad. I'm mm-hmm. just yeah. sad. Hard, I'm just hard. sad. And it's, and it's, and it's, um, and I think the hardest thing for me, guys, is that I'm not a sad person. <laughs> right. This, you know You're what I'm not. saying? I'm the life of the party. No, I the, will you know, test attest to that. She is yes, not. and so an Eeyore. She's not an Eeyore at all. And so I, I think that's why I'm it's so hard for me because I feel like I'm stuck in this body of somebody that I'm not, but I really am her. If I know that doesn't make sense what I just said, but that's how, how I feel, right? I just who are you? Who are you? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but oh. that's kind of and so to write would mean that I have to sit down and I have to deal with the feelings and, and I feel like right now I'm in survival mode, like it's groundhog day, and I'm just literally doing the same thing over and over. I was talking to Phyllis, um, who's also um a redemption press author, and you know, we're going through this coaching um, uh, certification. So I said, you know, we had two hours today and I said, Hey girl, you're going to be my coach and I'm going to be your client. And for two hours, we kind of just walked, unpacked everything and kind of walked through why I do the things that I do. And she, at the end of it, she's like, Andy, you are basically in survival mode. Mm -hmm. You're just existing. You're like groundhog day. Like you don't do anything. You don't leave your house. I don't go outside ever. I'm just like sitting in this space She's like, you need to reach. And then what she said was, you get comfortable in that space, right? Yeah. And you get comfortable in the sadness. And that can lead to even more destructive depression. And so, yeah. So um, I'll let you guys know later on this week how what I'm doing different. Because she said, you you have to wake up and do something different than you did the day before. And if I have that mindset, that could mean just going for a walk for 15, 20 minutes. That could mean yeah. just going outside and sitting and doing nothing. Um, just something different. Yeah. So, yeah. And the one, good. the one thing about you live in a beautiful house with a beautiful view. So yes. I, I it's know. understandable for you to just want to stay there because it is a right. place of comfort and you know but it's also a place of pain and yeah right and this exactly. the sadness so right it's and the thing hard. too about exercising she's like you need to get out there and just walk three times a week just a half an hour a day like schedule it so that you know you can't say I didn't have time or I was too busy and here's the funny thing Athena so you know I hear I got a Peloton bike it's sitting here I'm looking at it right now and there's a banana sitting on it. And my purse is hanging off the back where the weights are. <laughs> it's like I wondered about that. I was going to ask you how so, you're. Yeah, it's how right. that, it looks how, great. How, it looks how, great how that's going. It's a great piece of furniture. But, you know, you brought up something really interesting, Andrea, um, when you were talking about, you know, having to reschedule and do some, make some changes. And I think that's really important um, as a writer someone who has that creative ability to put their emotions or feelings and truths into words is that you have to know yourself. You know, you have to know 
you can't compare yourself to how other people do their writing. And that's so easy to do. And so we just will heap, especially when we're sad, we, we tend to compare more, I think. So then we'll heap all this. We'll see things on social media or hear someone just finished a book or they just signed a contract or proposal, whatever. And we just say, oh yeah, I should have had that. Whatever project was left. I haven't finished that yet. What's wrong with me? And we just heap all the shame and guilt on us. And so I think it's really important to know, um, you know, to know how we're wired, you know, we have to know ourselves to know what we need in order, because it's going to be different for everybody. What, right. you know, what restores your soul and helps you kind of get out, out of your, of your funk, funk or your sadness is going to be different for, for me and Athena and everybody else. And we have to know that what, what, fits, you know, and, right. and how, and how God speaks to us in that and how he can help us do that. And, you know, I think of the, I think of the psalmist, David, right? I mean, so much of what he wrote, if you read it, it's depressing. Right? It's yeah, like, yeah. how long, oh Lord, my enemies are after me. Shoot me. You know, I can't get ahead. You know, all these, those are my translations. Yeah, but, kill me uh, now. Kill, kill me now, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Why are they after me again, Lord? You know, and, you know, David was sad. He struggled really struggled with sadness I really I think he did his, his writing reflects that mm-hmm. and yet some of the I would say that some of our best writings can come out of those hard sad times yeah and like John Ortberg says in one of his books he, he talks about um, God does some of his best work in caves mm. some of his best work in caves and he draws the parallel to when Jesus was in the tomb and, you know, Jesus laid in that tomb and everybody was so sad because they are, Jesus is gone, you know, and then on the third day is the resurrection, right? And God gives us that same resurrective power, as scripture says, to raise up out of that sadness and then to know that even in the midst of that sadness, some of our very, very best work and words mm. can come out of when we're sad. Yes. And I think that's why the, that's why the enemy wants to keep us from getting sitting down and writing when we're sad yeah, yeah. he wants us because, to go buy something or to go eat an yeah extra piece to of get pizza. distracted yep. yeah to get t- distracted because he knows that that is that is going to be the connection point or the place where people can relate i mean i know some of the micro blogs i've written on instagram you know, I haven't maybe thought a lot about it. Maybe I've been musing about it during the week, but I've, you know, read some scripture and then I just want to post something about it and I write out it and it comes in, coming out of some sadness or pain. You get so many responses from that and because it, it does, it connects with people's hearts. It yeah. says, hey, you know, I felt that way too. And, and it helps direct them back to, you know, keeping our eyes where our eyes need to be kept. And that's, looking up like psalm 121 says where does our help come from our help comes from the lord right. i am preach. i'm preaching to myself right now because before we got on i've been crying most of the day i'm just going to be honest with you i've been crying most of the day i've had some big hiccups that have happened with some things in my extended family and trying to get my dad moved and it seems like an impossible situation and and uh, some other things that have come in the midst of that that just I just was like, God, what is going on? And then I couldn't find my ear pods yesterday and all this crazy little stuff is happening too. And I'm thinking, 
I am just going to go check out. (laughs) I'm just going to go check out. But, you know, that's when we're sad, we need to keep our eyes up. And that's the best place. So I did some writing today. I did some writing today in the midst of my sadness. And it does make me feel better. It actually does. Well, that talking, talking does too. (laughs) Well, processing, I mean, actually giving, articulating the feeling, uh, processing it, unpacking it. Mm-hmm. Asking God, what, why, what, is there something specific that triggered me? Is there mm-hmm. something that I'm not seeing here that you want me to learn from this? Or is it, I mean, life is bittersweet. It just is. Mm-hmm. And life is hard, yeah. but God is good, yeah. right? Yeah. Life is hard. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's what Phyllis and I were talking about earlier in our, um, in our meeting earlier today is that. You know, she said, you know, if you have to just, if all the writing you did today was take your journal and go sit outside and write, I'm angry. I'm mm-hmm. mad. This That's so good. Yeah, this isn't fair. Um, you know, why do I feel this way? Or, you know, why did he do that? Why can't my life be, whatever it is that you're feeling to actually own it mm-hmm. and to sit in it and rest in it. And I think that I don't do that because then I'll have to feel. And right now, mm. the right now, I'm like in survival mode, protecting my heart because I don't want to feel. I don't right. want to go there because I feel like I'm going to fall apart. You'll fall apart. Yeah. Um, and yep. I can't fall apart. Right too now. much work. I have too yeah. much to do. There's too many things that people are expecting of me and I have to hold it together. I can't do that. But I think that comes from, and Cindy, you could understand this, is that, you know, our family, the dynamics and being a type mm-hmm. A personality and being the shell answer man and holding everything together for everybody and being the oldest the family and, curse. Yeah, it family is. Curse. It's like, you know, I can't break because <laughs> if, if mm, I yeah, break, I don't right. know if I'm going to come back. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't go there and I know that it's not healthy. It's like, what is the verse that says, you know, I know what to do. I know what the right thing is to do, but I can't carry it out. Like I, and and it's, it is our sinfulness. It is, it is our, you know, believing a lot of it too, of the lies the enemy gets in our head when we're in that depressed state Mm -hmm. of, you know, not so much woe is me, but more of just, I'm just sad and I'm just going to be sad. Well, that's, and, 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 and we all have, circumstances and reasons to say it's okay to be sad but it's not okay to stay there right and I think that's 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 so good and and you know because life I mean the reality of it Andrea is life is heavy right now it's heavy for a lot of people and it's it takes effort and it takes a conscious choice to to choose and to say God this is how I feel right now this is what's going on this, there's a lot of loss. There's a lot of heaviness, not just with yourself, but with other people. So you carry that too, God. Yeah. I, I'm just going to have to give that to you. And yep. you're going to have to help me deal with this because I cannot. And he, so he's, it's pushing us to a place where we have to choose joy. And, and one of the things I think is so helpful, um, if you okay. can identify with what Andrea is saying, is there is a concept. It's called morning pages. And there is a gal named Julia Cameron who's written uh, a book called The Artist's Way. And she teaches this principle of, of, of writing, you know, getting up the, like in the first 30 minutes of your day and writing three pages. It's called morning pages, whatever comes to your mind. 
And now clarify that doesn't mean on a computer to actually write, right? They, no, no, no. You have to actually right. physically do because if something happens in your brain when you actually physically write on a piece of paper versus a computer. It, it, I don't know exactly what it is, but she anyway, she talks about how what that helps to do is to release more creativity. And she talks about how because God, you know, he's the creator. All of us are creative at in some way. And but since we're talking to writers here, those of you that are listening that are are wanting to be writers and authors and and even speakers, um, that process of doing that actually in your sadness and in your pain can help release greater creativity for you to write. And you might get some really good ideas. And it's true. I, I practiced it for about six months. I really should go back to it. And it was really, really true because I was working through a really tough time, super sad. And yet I found that God gave me some great ideas. I wasn't looking for that. I was just writing. You just yeah. write whatever comes to your mind. There's no order. You don't worry about if it's correct grammar or you're doing, you know, proper, you know, adjectives or whatever. So just writing like, hey, today, you know, yeah. I think that I'll go take the clothes out of the dryer and just like yes, whatever. exactly. No one's going to read just, it. It's just, just whatever. For you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of like a brain, almost like a when you're, you know, you've been asleep all night, you've carried things to bed with you, you get up and then you just write. And oftentimes I found that a lot of my morning pages towards the end would just turn into my prayers to God oh, and then asking him, to, asking him to help for the day. So that's a really great practice. If you're sad, is to start incorporating morning pages. You don't need any special kind of a book, you know, just get a notebook get pieces of paper if, if you know if you want if you're like andrea and i we love journals that's a that's a sin in itself <laughs> too, many, too many journals find a special journal or whatever to to do your morning pages in it and it will i can guarantee you it will it will change your perspective and it will help you to be able to write um now, do you ever write go more. back and reread your morning pages I have on occasion, especially if I know there's a certain idea in there, then I will take the idea out of there mm -hmm. and, and, and then put it somewhere where I know I'm going to come back to it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, you know what, I think when I was, some of my morning pages is the idea of one of my, um, one of my ideas for one of the journals or the devotionals that I wanted to write came out of there as well. So so let me so let me clarify the morning page uh, pages, pages yep. is every day you just brain dump whatever comes to your mind you just hand write that yes and you hand write three pages just and three what pages. and what you because I was about to ask you so is because I I journal my prayers and mm -hmm. and I and I love to keep be able to go back and look at those and see where God has brought me and how he's answered those prayers. But those are not, they're not prayers, but they turn, what you're saying is they turn into your prayer time. Yeah. What I heard you say. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love that. I don't, I don't know what it is about handwriting as opposed to typing on your computer or whatever, but it just, I guess because it engages your brain and your thoughts and, I know my mind doesn't wander. I'm much more focused when I'm actually writing it in a journal. Yes, it actually, it actually, there's something between your brain and you're actually writing that actually 
does something in your processing. I, I don't know what it is. Whereas when you're sitting at a computer, you're looking at a screen and you're just typing. It's different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that. Okay, ladies. So any final thoughts as we wrap up this conversation on writing when you're sad? Well, I would say, I would say that, you know, going back to, you know, Romans 8.28 and that all things work together for good um, is to hold on to that verse and that mm. promise. Um, even when we don't, <laughs> even when it doesn't look like it and even when we're not necessarily feeling it. Yeah. But to know that his word never comes back void and that he is going to make something good come out of our situations and our writing, even when we were sad, like Cindy said, some of the best writing came out of being sad is that we might not see it yet. Um, we might not be living in it or walking in that truth yet, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Um, we're just not there yet. And we're still... God is still writing our stories. <laughs> He's still writing my story as I mm -hmm. walk through this time in my life. And um, just to trust that I am, you know, whatever I'm going through and um, sadness, I feel, you know, had to go through God's hands first Yep. and he had to allow it to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I have to trust that, that there's going to be a reason for it. And I just don't see it right now. And I have to hold on to that. Oh, and the, and it's the, it's the having the faith and trust in God that he is my father and I am his daughter and he will always want what's best for me. And so um, that, that's what I hold on to. And if you are um, feeling the way that I do and, and you just don't see it yet either, I encourage you to just hold on to that. Amen. Miss Cynthia. Well, I would say writing when you're sad, I would say that first of all, don't give up, you know, keep writing and reach out to somebody that that does the same that you know loves to write too as well you know that's why it's so important to have a tribe because it keeps you accountable and let let someone know let them know that you're struggling and ask them to pray for you you know and to ask you once in a while and I think that's that's really helpful I love the characters in Winnie the Pooh and I think of Eeyore you know <laughs> if, if Eeyore didn't have Piglet and Pooh and Rabbit and Tigger and Rue around him he would just probably crawl under that bridge and stay there. But his yeah. friends actually helped to draw him out, even though when he said, you know, Pooh would say, oh, it's a beautiful day. Let's go play poo sticks. And ER goes, yes, but there's a cloud in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> and we might get wet, and, you know, and but Pooh just kind of just glosses right over that and rabbits you know I mean Tigger's just bouncing all around annoying him but it's you know it's important to have people in our life that um you know maybe not are that same personality type reaching out and letting them you know spending time with them and let, helping them to letting them draw that out of you as you know that don't take yourself so seriously I guess is what mm -hmm. I'm saying I actually have that written somewhere Cynthia, <laughs> don't take yourself so seriously because I really can be an Eeyore sometimes. And I am a cross between an Eeyore and a Tigger. So watch <laughs> out. I'm either really, true. really Tiggery or I can be so melancholy. <laughs> um, and that's just the, that's how I'm wired. And I have yep. to really know that about myself and 
and pull myself out of that. And because, you know, I can just, I'll just see that cloud in the distance instead of focusing on everything else that God has done. I will just focus on that one teeny tiny little cloud in the distance. Mm -hmm. So I would say, don't give up and find your tribe. Amen. Well, I will say, um, you know, don't listen to the enemy's lies because Mm, that's that's, that's probably the most, he knows our weaknesses and he, you know, that's what he uh, prides himself in, uh, taking advantage of the weaknesses that he sees and that he knows we're struggling with. And so, you know, he is going to say to you, you shouldn't, you're not a writer anyway. You, who do you think you are to be writing? Uh, there's nothing to write about because the whole world's going to just uh, implode. Yeah. Uh, who's going to you know, read it? It's never yeah. going to get better. Yeah. Who's yeah. going to, exactly. Who's going to read it? Don't listen. If you have to put your hand up, you remember, talk to the hand. Yeah. If you have to yep. put your hand up and just say, no, I refuse. And you know, scripture says we need to resist him. And that is an action we have to take. Put on our armor, put on our armor. Yep. Yep. But you know, God, see, he, God can do some great things if we will just obey him, even in the middle of our sadness and keep writing and keep going and keep processing and keep allowing him to heal us. So that's That's like Dory and finding Nemo. Let's keep swimming. Let's keep swimming. Let's keep writing. Let's keep writing. Let's keep moving. Let's keep singing. Let's keep worshiping. Let's keep writing. There's the ticker coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. So remember Romans 8, 28, keep writing and don't listen to the enemy's lies. That's how you write when you're sad. Amen. All right. So ladies, thank you for joining me today for the All Things Podcast. It was a delight to be with you all. Even though we have way more fun in person, we still have fun even on this platform. We do. We do. So thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So, hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media, of course, only if you thought it was helpful. Or if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would really appreciate it as, you know, it'll help other people find the show and let them know it really is a good one to listen to. So thank you so much for listening today, and I'll see you next week.